This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, LSPod fans, it's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off could be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com Rogers is streaking ahead and he's onside. Beautiful play! That is that! Take a shot! Oh, Hello, Nathan. Hey, Rich. How are you? I'm very well. I must say, straight off the bat, that's not a very Gloucestershire-sounding accent you got there, sir. <laughs> really? It doesn't sound like uh, you, you got to come out west, man, out, out west of Gloucestershire. No, I, I was actually on the EFL uh, podcast a couple of days ago. The EFL, uh, like, um, it's, it's by Sky, whatever. Anyway, they didn't know who it was, the, the, the commentators, and then they heard me on, and they all started busting up laughing because they're like, I did not expect that. <laughs> that is not, you know, that is not what I expect when I hear a, a you know, a Gloucestershire accent. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not from Gloucestershire. I'm, I'm here in New York City. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. I'm sure many people would prefer to be in New York than Nelsworth, even though it's a very pretty uh, part of the country, it must be said. Yeah, man, I, I haven't, I actually haven't been out there yet, but everything I've seen just looks beautiful. Uh, planning to take actually hopefully two trips this this season uh, so hopefully I'll get to see Nailsworth and Gloucestershire and all of its glory coming very soon <laughs> okay then well you are involved in the Heaven's Devils podcast which uh, focuses on Forest Green Rovers firstly tip of the cap for an interesting sounding name for a podcast that's the way to do it I'm the Loaf Strangers it's better than you know the Rovers pod or something like that. So, <laughs> yeah. so nicely. What, what what's the story with the name? Yeah. So, well, uh, it's kind of a play on the Hell's Angels, the Heaven's Devils. So, it was, it's a couple of things. So, um, 
during the pandemic, my pod partner and I, we worked together. And so we started biking to work together to try to avoid the subway. Um, just because, you know, COVID, it's, it wasn't very ventilated on the subway. So we're like, we started biking together on bicycles uh, to work. And we, we started this. So anyway, we made a joke that we're a biker gang, but we're riding on bicycles, not motorcycles. So we called ourselves the Heaven's Devils. Um, and then, uh, you know, Forest Green Rovers, one of their nicknames are, are the Green Devils. So we, I don't know, we're just like kind of fit. So that's where Heaven's Devils came from. Lovely. So, I mean, that brings us nicely to Forest Green Rovers and the question that you'll no doubt be asked every single time. Why? <laughs> oh, I just, I just love the uniforms, man. No, it's, uh, it's, it's more, it's, uh, it's more than that. So I actually started following the club about four years ago, but just, just, from a distance, not actually watching games. And the reason is I learned about the club and I learned about the, their stance on the environment. I learned about the vegan aspects. Both of those things are really important to me, the environment, but also animal welfare. And so when I found out that there was this football club out there that stood for those things, that actually practiced these things that I think are, are really important, uh, it was like, oh, if I'm going to give my money, my time, my resources to a sports team, let's do it to a team that, like, actually I, that I feel is doing good in the world. Um, so I started following them kind of from a distance a few years ago. Uh, and then last, the start of last season, I just like sent a, a drunk text to my buddy, Sham, who's the other, my, my co-host on the pod. And I was like, Hey, you want to start a podcast about the four screen rovers together? And, uh, he was like, Oh yeah, sure. Why not? Let's do it. Whatever. And we, so anyway, we started it. Uh, and so starting last season, we started watching every match. Um, and so, so yeah, we're, we're pretty new to it. And we thought that the podcast could be kind of a voice for people like us. Cause there's a lot of people like us out there, international fans, uh, who love what FGR do off the pitch, but don't have a connection to the club, um, as it pertains to, you know, the football. So we hope to kind of build that, build that connection, be that bridge between international fans who love the environment, love the animal welfare aspect and want to follow this club a little bit more closely. And so that's kind of how it started. Uh, and yeah, it's been crazy. Um, we thought, you know, after episode one, which was awful, but we, th- we thought that like, you know, only our wives would listen to it. They didn't, <laughs> we were wrong. They, they didn't even listen to it, but uh, some people did. People seemed to like it. So we just kind of kept rolling with it, kept growing. And uh, it's been awesome. Uh, we've been able to interview pretty much almost every player. Uh, we've talked to Dale, the owner. We, we talked to Rob Edwards, the coach. So it's just been it's blown up and we've just been so thankful and, and gracious to uh, everyone in the four screen community who have accepted us Two dummies from America uh, don't know anything. You know, we don't know what we're talking about. We're plastic fans. You know, we're brand new, whatever. And, and they welcomed us with open arms. So, so it's, it's been so appreciated and so fun. It's interesting that you sort of highlight and sort of mock the notion of being a plastic fan, because it is it is something that especially in England's. Forest Green Rovers are seen as a little bit of a plastic club. I mean, my experience being a West Country guy is my memories of Forest Green. You know, I'm in my late 30s. So I know Forest Green as this struggling National League conference side that always seemed to survive relegation. A couple of times they actually did get relegated, but because other teams went under financially, they got saved. And then Del Vince came in, which is not a crime. I don't know why people always see like this is is this some sort of like anti-football sort of this notion is that somebody comes in, throws money at something and it grows. Um it, it is an odd one. And I guess added on to that is the hostility that 
forest green rovers get for their environmental stance and the veganism and everything that goes. I mean, to me, I'm not vegan. I'm not a Forest Green Rovers fan, but I, I sleep at night. I, I sleep at night knowing what Del Vince is, is trying to do or he wants to do. And I can never really understand why that is so, so sort of seen as a negative. Um, and I'm sure that you see that as Forest Green Rovers fans on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I think I think you know they get we get called tin pot all the time. Uh, yeah, get we all Tranmere fans especially will always post pictures of meat uh, on on Twitter nonstop. Like it, like anyway. So uh, so yeah, you, you get it. Uh, but first of all, let me say that there. I mean, the fans. Yeah, it, it's a small it's a small club in terms of local support. Absolutely, but the local support that's there is die hard. Uh, it's it's small, but it's loud, and it is. I mean, they've been following for years, way longer than us. I think, I, I guess, you know, where some of that comes from is a couple of things. Like, uh, one, it is, we do have small support locally, and it's definitely something we need to grow. And we've talked with Henry, the CEO, about that. We've talked with Dale about that. And we're going to continue to push them because we, you know, it's, it's we're, we're top of the table right now. We should be selling out every game, you know, um, and, and we're not right now. So that's definitely an issue. And I, and I can see where some of the criticism from other clubs come for that. Um, but, and then also I think people like me, you know, kind of uh, we, you know, we have all these outsiders, all these international fans for forest green simply because of what they do off the pitch. And I think that kind of maybe rubs some other clubs, fan groups uh, uh, the wrong way. So, so I get it. Uh, but I don't know. I just, you know, <laughs> we, we take it on the chin. I think we take it, we take it pretty well, you know, I'm vegan, but yeah, a ton of fans who are locals are, are not vegan. Some are, some are, uh, but they, they've all kind of embraced, well, not all, but many of them have kind of embraced the, the vegan rovers thing as, as kind of like, you're going to joke about it, but we're going to own that. So we take away, you know, your firepower. Uh, and so, so yeah, it, you know, we take it on the chin. We have fun with it. Yeah, Del-, Del Vince's only crime, as far as this podcast is concerned, is when Forest Green Rovers did get promoted to the Football League. They did those stars on the back to symbolise their next promotion, which yeah. didn't didn't follow for several years. In fact, they struggled in the in their first season in the EFL, as you'll as you'll know. But um, that was the biggest crime for me. His is a bit bit of cocky. I, I've been to Forest Green in the. Um, in the Del Vince era, not with Swindon, weirdly, with Bristol Rovers, um, because we had nothing else to do that day. And I did have one of their burgers and they were very, very nice. But, you know, one of my biggest crimes is I eat far too fast, far too quickly. <laughs> and there's a little bit of heat to them. And I thought I was going to die for about 30 <laughs> seconds <laughs> because I ate it, it was nice. And then suddenly whatever is in those burgers, it just started getting hot. And wow, I needed to find some water pretty quickly. Um <laughs> Look, in, in, in terms of Forest Green Rovers this season, it, it seems that things are finally beginning to click. Um, oh, it's very early, what, we're 10 games in, but other than an anomaly against Port Vale, everything has gone to plan. Even the games you've dropped points at, you're at least keep, keeping clean sheets, aren't you? So um, talk me through the season so far. And then, of course, Rob Edwards, who's doing a bloody good job. He is doing a bloody good job, my friend. Yeah, and, and that's that's really the difference. I'll talk about him in a second. But the season so far has been outstanding. Uh, yeah, you mentioned out of the 10 games we've played, nine have been superb. Only one, the Port Vale game, we kind of stunk. And even that one, it was kind of like, so I'll tell you, our, our biggest weakness, for some reason, we've noticed this pattern. Every match, the first 15 minutes, we stink. And I don't know why. 
but we come out of the gate so slowly. And uh, that's and poor Vale punished us. They scored two goals in the first 10 minutes and then just locked down, played good defense, wasted time, won the match. Uh, but outside of that one, man, we, yeah, we've been dominant. Um, and I think it's really a, a, a testament to Rob Edwards, the Rob Edwards difference, because we have essentially the same team as we had last year. We've added a few key pieces. Absolutely. But basically, it's the same team. And there's so much talent on this team. The difference is the confidence that they're playing with now. Uh, they, they play with complete belief that uh, in their abilities that that they're that they're they're enabled to go out there and express that talent without fear of messing up, um, without fear of being pulled off for you know for any mistake and then benched for several games. Uh, and and that makes all the difference. And I think that's why we've seen such consistency so far this year. Like you said, it's super early. Anything could happen. We could lose the rest of this you know every game the rest of the season. Who knows? But um, but so far, what we've seen these dominating performances is, is just really a belief in themselves and a belief in, in Rob Edwards and, and the club at large. Uh, I think that's been the difference. Yeah, I mean, we, we had Mark Cooper at Swindon uh, yeah. for, for a few seasons. And when things were going well for Mark Cooper, we played some of the best stuff that I've seen in, in a long, long time. But when it went bad... It went really bad, and he was quite a hostile <laughs> character, especially to the yeah. press. Um, did yeah. you did you did you get a feeling, like retrospectively, that maybe you know Vince's relationship with Cooper might have held the club back a little bit? Yeah, I think I think that's the case. You know, again, we're we're Sean and I, my pod partner, we're in New York City. We're we're a distance from the club. We were relatively new fans as well, so we don't know all the history so when we came in uh, and started talking to fans you know almost all of them just could not stand mark cooper and all felt he should have been fired a few years ago and and felt that dale was a little too lenient with him so yeah i i, I think a lot of fans would say that maybe mark cooper had his time has had run out a few years ago he should have been let go already um but you know uh, credit to dale for making for making the, the right call last season it was it was the end of the season and it gave us a chance, actually. We, we almost, we almost uh, you know, had a chance to play in the final to get promoted after a terrible run under Mark Cooper. Um, so credit to Dale for making the right call and credit to Dale and Richard Hughes, our director of football, for finding Rob Edwards, who seems to be kind of the antithesis of Mark Cooper uh, in terms of his, his positive attitude. Again, it's all about belief. And we've talked to so many of the players and we ask, like, what's different from last year to this year? And they're all like, belief, 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 confidence. We feel good. We feel positive about ourselves. Uh, and I, so, yeah, I think you're right. Mark Cooper, when he's, when he's winning, things are going okay. But when things are not going well, uh, he kind of he takes it out on the players. He takes it out on the press. He takes it out on the fans. Um, and Rob Edwards has been the exact opposite of that. You know, every, every match, Rob Edwards is clapping the fans. He's meeting the fans. Uh, the players, every player will tell you how positive he is in, in practice. And also not just him, the assistant manager as well, Richie Kyle. Um, so they've kind of been night and day. Five additional minutes. Mullen. It's Matt Taylor. And it's gone through the keeper. The old wise hat delivers. Green's big, big night. 
something that you've got on Swindon. Defensively, we're we're pretty much exact in terms that we've both conceded eight goals in the league. Mm-hmm. But um, other than our last game against Bristol Rovers and our opening game against Scunthorpe, we failed to score more than one goal in a game. But something that you guys have been successful with, really, considering that you had two blanks, is you are scoring goals when they do go in. And again, something that Swindon don't really have formation-wise, it's understandable is we don't have that strike partnership that are, that are coming in um, and getting the same amount of goals. And you've got Cadden and Jamil Matt players that Swindon fans will know only too well. So is it, I mean, I'm looking at it statistically, you're watching them, even though from afar, that seems to be really clicking at the moment, doesn't it? Oh my, it's, it's, it's so fun to watch. Like that's the other thing, like not only are we winning, these games are a blast to watch. Um, yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's been so fun to watch these matches. The firepower we have up front with Matty Stevens, Jamil Matt. We call him the A-level Matts or the Matt attack. Uh, they, they've got 12 goals between them. Jamma also, in addition to having six goals himself, has five assists. Uh, I believe in the EFL, that's second in terms of being involved in scoring only to Mitrovic at Fulham. Uh, on the left wing, you mentioned Tricky Nicky of House Cadden. He's a beast. Uh, he's, he does not belong in League Two. And on the right side, we've got Big Daddy Kane Wilson. Both of these guys have been uh, really starting the attack, create incredible chances for both Maddie and uh, and Jamma. And Nikki takes takes some of these chances himself. So, oh my goodness, it's been so much fun. They create so many chances, and then they they bury them. I mean, we have so much so much quality up front. Uh, it's just a blast to watch. Yeah, of course, I met Matt and Stevens with Cadden in support. So, apologies for that. Yeah. So, I mean, there's more to you know, these football sides than just goals. So what can we expect lineup wise? Um, Cause you know, Swindon fans will be listening to this and they'll be like, we don't want to love in with, with forest green rovers. <laughs> Let's make this relevant to the game, which is on live television. There's, there's a few yeah. reasons why Swindon fans aren't, some fans aren't looking forward to this game for reasons beyond your control. But then the fact you wouldn't have this game called off. Um, what, what's the likely lineup and setup for this, for this game? Yeah, so up front, we'll have the two strikers, the real deal, Jamil Matt and Matty Stevens. Then we'll have the best wingback duo in the league uh, up the flanks on the left side, Nikki Cadden on the right side, Big Daddy Kane Wilson. Uh, and then in the midfield, we're, we're going to be missing one player, Ibu Adams. Uh, he's, he's off playing for Gambia, so shout out to Ibu. Um, so in his stead will be probably Jack Aitchison. Jack Aitchison filled in for Ibu uh, earlier this season. Ibu had a three-game suspension uh, for a red card. And Jack Aitchison was brilliant when he filled in. So I'm not too worried about that. Um, in fact, actually, Ibu had to earn his spot back. Er, Ibu was benched after suspension in favor of Jack Aitchison. That's how good Jack Aitchison was. Uh, also in the midfield, we got Vegan Hendry, um, a new, new guy in from Scotland. He's been outstanding. And then Big Ben Stevenson. Nobody talks about this guy uh, in the midfield. But he's on this, this, past, uh, this past week's EFL Team of the Week. Um, so he's really good. And then in the back, we got the big back three. Uh, the back three, well, I'm going to mention four guys because we don't know exactly who it, might, who, who it will be yet. But um, Dan Sweeney, uh, who's been phenomenal this year. Last year, he played a lot more midfield. This year, he's bumped back playing strictly one of the three uh, center back roles. Um, so we'll have, we'll have big Dan Sweeney, tall guy, six foot five, I think, uh, can win a lot of headers. We'll have um, Jordan Moore Taylor, who's really been a leader this year in the, in the back three. Uh, we lost Chris Stokes, our captain, um, from last year in the back. So Jordan Moore Taylor has really taken on that leadership role. Uh, and then we will have either Cooley Bailey, Cargill, um, or uh, Dom, Drippy Dom Bernard. Um, 
both awesome. Don Bernard is just a utility man. He can play everywhere. Cooley Bailey, great, great uh, feature of him. And not, not only is he a great defender, uh, he can also start the play. He, he puts in some beautiful crosses or start the attack. I should say he puts in some beautiful crosses as well. He can score some goals too. He scored a few goals last year. And then in the net, we got Luke McGoalkeeper McGee, uh, <laughs> who, but after the first 15 minutes, he's, he doesn't have much to do because uh, our defense has been so solid. But in that first 15 minutes when we are crap, he's made some heroic, heroic saves that have really bailed us out. So, man, I'm feeling confident. This is, it's really a, a loaded roster right now. <laughs> you have me a vegan Hendry. Surely no one's getting away with that. <laughs> yeah oh man it's uh, there's so well I, I i can't take credit for that one uh that that's been like a nickname i don't know where it came from actually it might have came from wraith rovers his old club when they found out he was moving here i don't know but that's we've taken it and run with it <laughs> but everyone's got a nickname on this team we, we got nicknames for everybody <laughs> <laughs> I, I i listened to you saying that you've got one player on international duty with with mvc ears because once upon a time you know having players on international duty was the ultimate honor especially for lower league clubs um we've got five out yes i saw that and although we jojo are, right the, yeah, the, the jojo formerly of your parish yeah he's yeah way with ghana we've got johnny williams uh with wales we've got anthony grant with jamaica and then we've got two lone players kane kessler hayden with england under 20s and uh alex gilbert with the republic of ireland under 21s i would say well Three of those would have started. Um, mm-hmm. Johnny Williams should start at some point, um, but he comes on as an impact sub. And um, Anthony Grant would would usually, I would say, he was starting, but I think there's something going on behind the scenes there. Um, he didn't feature even on the bench um, against Bristol Rovers oh, wow. last week. So we'll see. We'll, we'll soon find out if that's injury or there's been a falling out going on. But five players who would have none would have been in the 18, and I think. Most Swindon fans acknowledge the fact that we can field an 11 that can compete with you. Um, but I think we would have preferred to have those guys available. And I think, like, had we been playing a team in 21st, 22nd, 23rd, 24th, we'd gone, ah, let's go for it. But because we're playing a team that's, you know, it, locally, it's the quickest, it's the quickest away day for Swindon fans if you're based in Swindon. And also you're top of the blooming league we want to have our best players out there and we haven't got those. And it'll be interesting to see how it goes because there are players that deserve a run out. Our goalkeeper, Lewis Ward, he's all right. He did all right with Exeter, um, except for a stinker against Swindon again, a couple of years ago um, and a couple of others, but we don't, we won't have many options off the bench. I think I'm interested to see how we do in those early 10, 15. If you say you stink the place out, in the first 20, that tends to be when we can be at our most threatening. So whether we can oh. hold on, it'll be quite interesting. But because this is going global, this game, I just don't want us to uh, to not <laughs> show our true, like, how yeah. well we can be. Because, right. you know, some of our creativity and Jojo in goal this season so far has been phenomenal. I know he made a big mistake yeah. when he was with Forest Green, but the yeah. guy, I cannot believe we've got him on the free. And I, it's, he's been brilliant, but... Yeah, that's what I've, I've read. I mean, I haven't seen a single swinging game, but uh, from everything I've read and seen, he's been maybe your best, you know, the best player so far. And uh, when I saw that he was out for international duty, I was like, yes, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's in the conversation. I think our best player over the 10 has been... Jack Payne? 
Um, I, th- I would say Lou Reed, but oh, Jack Payne's okay. getting the... He gets the plaudits because obviously he's chipping in with the goals, but Lou yeah. Reed came in. And when he signed, he signed from Peterborough, and we were surprised he dropped down to to swim to League Two level, and he hasn't disappointed. Um, but again, we'll, we'll see, because our, our, our lineup won't be too dissimilar to what it was against Bristol Rovers, with the exception of um, Jojo, Alex, and Kane, which, okay, is three players, but... Um, Two of those were exceptional against Bristol Rovers. Well, not against Bristol Rovers because we that was quite a cakewalk for us, really. Bristol Rovers didn't threaten much at all, and Jojo wasn't put into action that much. But Kane Kessler Hayden put in a couple of good crosses as he as he tends to do. Alex is a is a trier, um, and he and he's clearly very good. But um, something that was coined by one of the pod members, Dan Flicky Bollocks, he likes to do a lot <laughs> of the uh, the fancy <laughs> stuff. But when you want it to just be <laughs> you know, a bit more direct than yeah. the flicky bollocks comes out so we'll see we'll see but we've got a guy who you know changed the game against Bristol Rovers called Harry McCurdy and he's great yeah. fun because I think the best way I can describe him is his anti-establishment he's not one of the sort of vanilla guys you can see he he's he, he's not of the same he's not cut from the same cloth as many footballers and he'll say what he thinks he don't give a damn he's not media trained he's good fun he's good fun so how do you think this is going to go for you? I mean, I, th- I think this is one of the rare times where, you know, Swindon usually go to the lawn, the new lawn, and we do all right. Um, I don't think we've lost there in a competitive game. Um, and, you know, we you guys came back from two down last time we played there from memory. Um, mm. how, what, what are your expectations for this? Are you expecting this to the season just to keep rambling on or, or do, do Forest Green fans sort of go well Swindon they're a team that are going to be up there so let's let's see how this goes yeah so you know well first of all you're you're asking the wrong person because I'm always going to say we're going to win you could we've been playing Man, Man City you know I'm, I'm always optimistic I think it's the dumb ignorant American in me uh, always <laughs> optimistic so we're, we're going to win this one but uh, I am confident for for reasons other than my dumb American optimism because uh, because like I said nine of the last 10 games we've we've been phenomenal consistency has been we've been so consistent and i think that's really a credit to rob edwards um we're coming off five straight clean sheets uh which huge credit to our defense huge credit to luke mcgee um we're only you know we're only missing ibu and like i said jack Aitchison is probably going to fill in for him who who was just as good as ibu plays a lot different than ibu but uh was was phenomenal uh filling in for ibu so i'm feeling very confident yeah, at some point, this run has to end for sure. Uh, and it's League Two. Anything can happen. Um, and look, our, our season, like things are going great right now. At some point, we know it's going to go bad. And hopefully that at that time, we've got a, a big enough lead. And then we can, that bad run doesn't, you know, last too long. So sometime it's going to happen. I hope it's not this, this week. But yeah, the fact that you guys are missing three players, the fact that we are on fire right now, um, it's at home. And I, 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 I'm very confident in a result. That said... Um, you know, if, if you guys get an early goal or a couple early goals, then I'm afraid because you guys are the best possession team in league two. Uh, so you guys can keep the ball. Uh, you guys play good defense. So if you get a goal or two in that first 15 minutes or crap, that could change everything. Uh, so that, that's what I'd be worried about. I'm going to be sitting on the edge of my seat that first 15 minutes. If we survive that, then I'm going to feel, feel pretty confident in the, the rest of the match. I didn't realize you hadn't conceded since that Port Bell game. Yeah, crazy. five matches in a row. Yeah, we've it's been, and again, like I said, first fifteen, 
Luke McGee has had to make some heroic saves in all these games. But then after that, Luke McGee's does nothing because uh, our defense has really has really shut down the attack, uh, opposing attacks. So, so yeah, I'm feeling good after the first 15. But if you guys get a couple of like goals, man, it'd be dicey. Usually these with these runs, when they end, they re- they end hard, don't they? It's yeah. not it's never <laughs> just like, oh, we, we conceded, right. but we won four one. It's always like, right. man, we just lost four nil. What's great? Exactly. <laughs> so, so, so I'm hoping this is not the game. That said, if it's gonna happen any game, you know, I I love Scott Lindsay, uh your your uh your new assistant um yeah. manager. He was at Forest Green, we've had him on the pod. Um, incredible human being, always rooting for him. He was a fan favorite too, uh, in terms of like once we fired Mark Cooper, who are we going to bring in to replace him? Scott Lindsay was a name a lot of people brought up. I love that man. So I'm always rooting for Scott Lindsay. So if, if the run, ha- I mean, I don't want the run to ever end, but if it has to come to an end, Scott Lindsay, you know, being a part of that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. That's the sort of narrative I can get behind. He was absolutely loving it after Bristol Rovers um, into the yeah. away end. So he Saw was that. giving it the Saw big that. guns on that one. Yeah. He, was, he was with us before um, Forest Green. He was the uh, under 18s manager when Mark Cooper was. Was our was our manager okay then? So I'm really happy in a way that you're going to give me a different prediction because whenever I get an away fan in there, they just say one one, which is what I do as well whenever I appear on other people's because I don't want to sort of. Well, I predicted Swindon would lose last week, and I, I was very very wrong and happy to be <laughs> very very wrong. But what oh. what are you giving us? Well, yeah, we're Americans. We don't understand the draw thing. So <laughs> I still can't figure that one out. So no, I got to go with the win, man. I'm sorry, I got to go with the win. I'm going. We're keeping the clean sheet streak alive. You guys are a phenomenal team. Let me pause for a second. You guys are a phenomenal team. I don't want to disrespect that. I mean, I do think you guys are going to be at the end at the end of the year fighting for promotion. Um, but it does hurt. I think that you're missing three starters, um, and one of those being JoJo. I think that I think that's going to hurt. Uh, and we've just been so on fire, so consistent. Uh, I'm confident in a win. I'm, we're keeping the clean sheet. Three nil to the Rovers. Hat trick two. Don Bernard, our defender. He's never scored in his 97 professional appearances, but that just means he's due for a hat trick. Take that to the bank. Gamble, but gamble responsibly. But gamble everything on that. Don Bernard, hat trick, 3-0 to the Rovers. If that comes through, someone is going to be very, very wealthy. <laughs> yeah, I don't think the odds makers even have that as a, as a possibility you can bet on. It's Someone's so unlikely. But it's happening this week. This is, this is the week. <laughs> Someone's going to make some money. Nathan, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. The Low Strangers is an independent podcast. Views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club. The music is provided by the great Matthew Kilford and the podcast artwork is by Matt in Singapore. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon. Hi, Ellis Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs, like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant, like Darren Ward, or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 